the seed of marijuana or hemp plant this is a superfood it is richer than flax seed on many of the counts medicinally i have seen at least 150 papers talking about different medicinal aspects of marijuana but i call it a billion dollar plant because if it is grown properly systematically with lot of research and it can threaten liquor industry it can threaten uh, timber industry uh, and synthetic and plastic industries this and many other indigenous uh, plants are capable of giving india a direction which is away from let's say plastic consumption and many other things and a paradigm which is not available in the world can emerge in india well thank you very much uh, it is uh, really a, a great pleasure uh, and i thank uh, rahul and uh, srijan foundation for giving this opportunity to share my ideas with you now over the history many substances or certain goods they become very important and then they you know make impact on the human history just to give an example what is one of the most important substances which are uh, you know impacting the geopolitical issues in society very much anybody in audience would uh, care to answer Oil. Yeah, bingo, sir. <laughs> you got it. So uh, similarly, uh, in uh, 18th century, it was something. Uh, two things which were very important. One was opium, which uh, was exported from India to China, and uh, British interest was trying to leverage the Indian hegemony to uh, make their Chinese hegemony successful by using opium. so it was a very very uh, important substance at that time and uh, many people will be surprised to know that some of the groups which are now also are holding a very very huge sway over uh, the the global interest and global movements and global thoughts were born out of this opium trade so for instance rothschild and rockefellers were involved the group which i work for tata even some of the old tata people were involved in this opium trade now i will leave it to your best judgment as to uh, what would you call them in the modern context so similarly another subs- uh, good or substance which is very important at that time was cotton india was uh, cotton behemoth and we were exporting uh, enough cotton to have as much as 27% of market share in the world economy in the declining time of india which is about 1757 when uh, roughly the battle of plassey has happened <laughs> which means mughal uh, vestige last vestige of mughal empire is also going 1857 it was only tokenism for mughal empire between 1757 to 1857 and india was exporting something like 60% of this 27 in form of cotton rest was spices and a certain other traditional stuff which were always exported from india so this is nothing this is not a rocket science actually uh, uh, basic needs air water food shelter 
clothing these are always important in in the human context in the living so uh, in this context in this overall large but somewhat loosely defined framework i wish to talk about hemp or marijuana plant this is botanically known as there are three main strains of this uh, sativa indica and rudalis and they have different uh, but similar properties i am not a botanist and i don't want to go get into you know the contumacy and pernickety and nitpicking of uh, technical botanical aspects idea is to give you you know the general characteristic of this plant to increase our knowledge and familiarity about this plant so these are the botanical connotations they this forms under cannabis now uh, more about this plant so uh, this is all uh, you know some people would want to uh, you know uh, categorize it under uh, the taxonomy of cannabis but some people would want to categorize it under cannabis sativa only with certain variations which i'll touch upon as we go but this is of less interest this is just to build the background and this is indigenous to india and indian subcontinent so when i say india i am meaning the large old general bigger india and to some extent the northern side of india but uh, northern side of india doesn't extend too far we know essentially that certain countries like uh, you know steppe countries of old russia not much grows there in any case so it is indigenous to india and that is important from the point of view of what this plant could have done for india if we would have actually unfolded in a different way than the things unfolded as we will touch upon then it is a dioecious flowering herb now what do we mean by dioecious essentially there are two types of plants one which is having a uh, you know hermo i mean both uh, genders are found within the same plant and it pollinates across and in some plants there is a male plant separately and the female plant which is separately grown so this hemp or marijuana plant belongs to this category of dioecious plants and uh, now there is a very interesting fact the male plant gives you what is very very popular and consumed uh, culturally which we call as bhang and this is the female plant which gives you the marijuana which is smoked which is very very popular in the western subculture of 60s you know <laughs> uh, although in india it has been popular for centuries it was used but it was used in certain way which we will again touch upon so uh, i have explained the other plants which are hermaphroditism so which means both sexes are within the same uh, plant specimen and uh, so for instance and and then uh, to compensate for this particular variation the trees develop certain strain so it is assumed that you know the female plant will produce lot more seeds so that it spreads and i have seen that this plant has been overcome was able to overcome this problem i was you know in my early childhood i had spent lot of time in uttarakhand 
and I saw whole jungles of it growing, you know, on the mountain slopes. So, it has been able to uh, uh, overcome the problem of reproduction and spread. And it is a wonderful plant in that sense because it is able to grow completely from, a, from you know, budding to about uh, my height or 7 or 8 foot height in about uh, 9 weeks time in general. So, which is a phenomenal growth only species, again my knowledge of botany is limited but then I have checked to some extent, only bamboos are able to grow faster than this. Certain other trees but this belongs to one of those fast growing high growth kind of plant. So, naturally it belongs to those kind of plants which should be looked for for cash cropping of various kinds. Now, cultural aspects, this is known to us, uh, uh, you know, uh, like I told this sativa, you know, uh, yields marijuana, grass, weed, ganja, etc, etc. So, it is very beloved of western liberals, universities, researchers, students, etc, etc, musicians, it is, is the lifeblood of that, that group. Uh, I studied uh, from uh, uh, Kerala, uh, so there are two grasses which are world known. <laughs> so two grasses which are world, world famous are Assam grass and uh, Malabar grass. So uh, male plant as I told uh, yields bhang and I have found again from my experience with things uh, and perhaps you can do some more research, whatever is used in India for any kind of worship is immediately a suspect for greater research. So for instance Bhang, Bhang again has faced less research actually. Uh, what we will talk, will we will talk a little more about the other, the derivatives out of the female plant from medicinal purpose and both plants from the other industrial purposes. And in India for instance there is a very, very well spread uh, subculture of usage. So, for instance, in Banaras, where people are, you know, generally very carefree, they say all we want is bhunji and bhang. So, bhunji means something which is roasted and given to you as a dry snack and then bhang to top it up and then they don't need anything. They have actually another kopinam yatra kashi. Essentially, that means they don't even need much to wear as long as they have the sacred thread that is good enough as a adornment also. So, I am touching upon this as part of being and being deeply ingrained in Indian subculture. And very, very interesting thing which you will see in the third bullet point. This is a plant which unifies uh, the problems which are very much, uh, you know, in relief uh, nowadays in, in the popular debate, which is the Sikhs use it, the Sufis use it and Hindus use it as I have told already. Uh, it has always been associated with the, with the, with the, with worship of, uh, you know, Lord Shiv and uh, most of the adherent of uh, Shiva or Shaivites, they have invariably consumed Bhang in various ways. And one of the most beautiful thing which I found is, and probably I will uh, try and discover more facts on it, this plant is called Vijaya. And uh, Ayurvedic text I have tried to explore, but they are difficult to search. 
Vijaya is another name of goddess. So it has been directly, the female part has been directly associated with the goddess and the male part has been directly associated with the god. And these are all uh, elements which give us cue or clue for, for exploring this uh, theme much better. And this is one of the aim behind this talk also that maybe, maybe some of the younger people here would actually explore this subject a lot more uh, detailed way. Industrial and business use. I was uh, somehow very keen to avoid, you know, detailed technical kind of presentation. But this plant is uh, having many, many wonderful property from this perspective. So one which I mentioned is that uh, this grows very fast. It doesn't need much attention. It will probably grow towards the end of the rainy season and will carry on till the uh, winter. It doesn't like too much of water. So wherever water is stagnant, it will rot and it will not grow. But wherever the water flows over the terrain, it will grow very fast. So it needs water, but it needs water the way human being needs water. We will take a bath, but then that is the end of it. So medicinally, I have seen at least 150 papers talking about different medicinal aspects of marijuana. Two very important ingredients which are there in this, which are uh, obtained out of uh, marijuana element, which is essentially the flowering budding element of uh, the female part is used for that. They extract two oils, one is THC and another is CBD. THC is the psychotropic part which gives you the high. But uh, mark my words carefully. While it is psychotropic and gives you high, it is not narcotic, it is not addictive the way heroin will addict, which again I will bring your attention to my previous disclaimer. In no way I support, <laughs> okay. And CBD is other part which is also medicinal and has got many use. And Various, uh, again, people have researched and uh, it will be very easy to read that research. Uh, you just uh, give a Google about uh, marijuana oil or THC use in cancer or medicinal use of marijuana plant, etc., etc., and you will get plethora of information, including scientific papers. I have seen at least 150 myself. And of course, there you will find certain opposing views also which is fine, this is the way of research. But in general, there are a lot of anecdotal evidence and scientific evidence that this plant is having plethora of medicinal uses. So people have reported recovery from third and fourth stage cancers by use of that. People have, you, uh, have reported, uh, uh, you know, and, and of, of various parts. We know that the, the metabolism and uh, the spread of cancers of different type happens differently, their treatments follow different tracks and so on and so forth. In general, use of THC has and CBD has been uh, successful in either reducing the symptoms or even going to the extent people have reported they were cured of it also. And similarly, it is also used for 
stopping the aging of brain alzheimer uh, you know uh, the forgetfulness problem and it is also helpful in shaking palsy or uh, somebody can give me the name of uh, parkinson's syndrome or disease in fact one of my aunt suffers from it and i proposed that uh, you should try it and such is the stigma now created with it that she flatly refused uh, that i am happy the way i am i will live with my problem but i will not do use any of these things <laughs> so uh, this i say only as an example that the way narratives are built it hurts your own interest in certain ways then coming back to certain other non medicinal it is having a food uh, value also this plant so this the seed of marijuana or hemp plant this is a super food it is richer than flax seed on many of the counts for instance we take them for omega 3 and omega 6 and all it is as rich and richer then coming back to the other parts of the plant so its stem its leaves it is roots all are useful it can give you concrete which is lighter than the concrete used no nowadays and uh, uh, you know uh, uh, we'll have to sort of digress slightly but i think uh, we have time and uh, we can probably do that cement industry has certain certain parameters so uh, the people who are involved in cement industry lot of workers get fibrosis etc etc uh, there are there are and it is polluting kind of industry it creates uh, when you dig out the cement uh, stone etc etc it creates a ecology hazard etc so just giving that general background if you can produce concrete out of uh, this plant since it is a rotational paradigm that means i'll grow certain amount this year and the next year it is available in equal quantity so it's very controllable it is scalable that means if i double the area i'll get the double the plant in cement if you will try to double the output you will lay waste double the area also so you increase your problems in proportion so in that sense it gives concrete at one time you know i did mention about uh, era 1757 in fact vasco de gama came to india in 1498 and at that time till that time india used to send its goods through arbitration of arab countries and because of that the european countries which were our end user customers they used to get a markup and uh, it was profitable for arab and arab economy and the very reason vasco de gama came to india was because of uh, bypassing this uh, markup so shipping industry depended hugely on various hemp derivatives they used to make ropes now ropes don't look very attractive to us nowadays but at that time those were very important it used to give the, the sacks in which the goods will be filled and sent it was all very important it was used for uh, for the sailing uh, making the sails various nets and so on and so forth so it was very very important of course there were other things jute and uh, similar other fibers also used in shipping industry but this was also one very important 
and of course uh, the hemp fibers are used for making rough clothing and so on and so forth in fact uh, it can actually make nowadays very sophisticated clothing also then another very important use which actually uh, uh, which is there for this is making paper so i don't know whether uh, any of you has has uh, association with paper industry generally paper is uh, used out of pulp of certain trees only mainly bamboo and eucalyptus poplar is also used nowadays to some extent yeah so shisham is very very valuable shisham probably they will use only you know the waste portion of shisham only for me so bamboo is most suitable is is my message and bamboo is difficult to grow it grows fast but it doesn't grow on its own easily so and bamboo jungles have their own ecology and uh, they are getting destroyed very rapidly i have seen them in assam myself this plant can actually fill that need in a rotational crop system so uh, and it is a very cyclic scenario so which means the plant will grow you will use it and there will be no end product at the end of it you know it will be totally consumed uh, you know and the paper can be recycled also then this point uh, it should probably be highlighted and kept on top it doesn't need too much of care it it grows wild and wild without care actually so so what has happened i'll reach uh, those conclusions towards the end of my discussion but please bear this point in mind and that's why i say that it is all conquering plant and that's why probably it was named as vijaya so historical so uh, in 1718 century initial part uh, indian economy i have mentioned this part so european came to know about this plant only uh, post 1498 vasco de gama that kind of period uh, and uh, they found that it is being used uh, in india and it is used in certain way uh, it is found in uh, the work of uh, you know garcia daorta 1534 he came up with the treatise called colloquis and uh, drugs and med medicinal matters on india okay or maybe the symbols is a old english word uh, of some kind and it recorded the prevalent use of the bhang not marijuana incidentally for appetite general health and better work output actually so they would give it to better uh, to workers or probably they will consume on its own so that they, they can you know continue working for longer hours etc then british perspective so of course over the period british came a force in india and then they started milking india for its wealth and uh, they were looking for making as much money out of india as possible so first they trapped things like cotton which can be another talk altogether i have touched upon cotton in any case but the way they destroyed the cotton industry and in general all indian industry is a case study in itself similarly when they saw that this is used and uh, this is actually uh, in india use of alcohol was there but again was limited this was far more prevalent actually and they felt that it can be you know taxed and money can be made out of it so for instance in india opium was also used and they they i i mentioned the way british actually tried to 
make Indians grow opium and take it and sell it in China, etc., etc. So they made many attempts. But uh, probably at that time the knowledge was not that uh, sophisticated in terms of you know the metabolism, etc. They probably did not figure out that it is not a narcotic substance, it is not addictive in that sense. So, 1838, 1871 and 1877, they wanted essentially, and why criminalize? Criminalize because if somebody faces a prison, he would rather pay his taxes and remain on the safer side and if it is, he is addicted to it, he will consume it, pay taxes and you know that kind. So, there are, there can be many case studies on this criminalizing also for instance. They did a huge study. And this is where I have to give credit to the British. It's a 3000 page study which is Indo-British study report of 1894. And it is available. I will encourage some people to actually go archive.org. Uh, uh, it is available. I downloaded it and I did not read the whole thing but I went through many parts of it actually. So they recorded. Uh, many interviews of, of the people, the usage, etc, etc and uh, eventually. So, look at this para and I will probably wait for a minute to, uh, you know, you know, you can or I can read it out. They say viewing the subject generally, it may be added that, yeah, that the moderate use of these drugs is the rule. They found that India people are using it but the usage is moderate. That means maybe about 2, 3, 4 percent population uses it and even out of those people use, most of them use occasionally. Excessive use is comparatively exceptional. That means only very, very minuscule portion is using this exceptionally. The moderate use practically produces no ill effect. So they found through uh, empirical research that moderate use is not producing any ill effect. And even where there is exceptional use, that means those people who are using it exceptionally high, there also the injury from habitual moderate use is not appreciable. Excessive use may certainly be accepted as very injurious. Some people of course who use it excessively, it can cause certain injuries. Most of the time it was used as smoke. So you will smoke anything, it will definitely harm you. The injury done by the excessive use of will confined almost exclusively to consumer himself. We have seen actually uh, uh, that people who consume alcohol, it not only damages them, it da damages this family and the society also. So what, what they are concluding is that it was only harming that person. An effect on society is rarely appreciable. It has been the most striking feature of this inquiry to find how little the effect of hemp drugs have obtruded themselves on observation. And this is uh, observation of a report which is nearly, uh, you know, uh, about 125 year old. So, India the cultural, uh, the use was widespread, but it was moderate. So, I have used the word chronic, but not acute. Uh, a class of people such as medicants, mostly it was holy person or uh, you know those uh, certain sects, they will use it and uh, bulk of the people avoided or used it occasionally. Now, 
or where did all these lead to actually uh, they were able to uh, put marijuana under excise act british had it and uh, bhang escaped uh, marijuana was made illegal bhang was made excisable uh, because bhang was more you need more bulk of it and uh, so they they immediately saw that okay here is more money let's excise it uh, even now uh, it is it is the same way alcohol is excisable and uh, bhang is excisable poppy straw is also excisable these were the three substances which were made excisable now us perspective we do a bit of a fast forward you know in 1930s us was using this in many ways the industrial usage which i mentioned and now things get serious you know in the sense that uh, there is a bit of a either inadvertent or deliberate politics which happened and which impacted india so they used to make paper essential oil furniture construction material fodder cloth some of the other usage which i did not mention earlier <laughs> and usa uh, uh, worked in such a way that few things will always trump <laughs> uh you know other things so their interests invariably for instance uh, during prohibition you know the illegal usage of alcohol and the moon shining etc was a huge business in fact al capone was not a drug he was essentially a moon shiner who would make his liquor in canada and bring it illegally uh, to us it is credible i don't have enough evidence but i suspect and and there is enough uh, uh, reasons to suspect that corporate industries felt threatened as they had lot to lose from hemp competition so their usual fashion they got going with support and for this there is evidence that they got media they got pressure groups they got uh, you know lobbies and they started building uh, cases to make marijuana uh, and hemp growth itself illegal uses etc illegal and they succeeded and this is how this uh, billion dollar plant i call it a billion dollar plant because if it is grown properly systematically with lot of research in in how to do uh, how to you know find uh, outlets how to create supply chains around this etc etc the way it is around sugar and other substances and it can be easily grown in great abundance inexpensively in fact uh, there are there is data which i am not sharing but it can be grown very inexpensively inputs are almost next to nothing even as compared to other plants in that sense i am saying and it can threaten liquor industry it can threaten uh, timber industry uh, and synthetic and plastic industries so any guesses uh, where was this synthetic and plastic was coming from ma'am essentially from oil industry which also you know started from us only <laughs> uh, okay the automotive industry and in the first step oil industry grew so this tracing is very important and uh, some people feel that you know this case against liquor versus marijuana looks weak 
but believe me uh, people uh, who are you know lobbying for uh, liquor or uh, similar derivatives they definitely were uh, threatened because if you grow marijuana you can grow it in your home whereas uh, liquor also you can grow but making liquor is a far more lengthy and complicated process here it grows you just dry it and you can smoke it roughly this is a very very short so it can be traced but what happened because of all this once the society became more complex there was a single convention on narcotic drugs in new york in 1961 and they not only banned in us at us it was already banned from 1938 onwards and different states came with uh, legislations in different eras and so on and consequently all free recreational etc etc everything was stopped in america next now of course they restarting so in that sense i am saying 50 years it was totally illegal and if you are found with a whatever a small piece of cigarette with marijuana uh, you can get a long sentence 15 year kind of sentence also i suppose and indian government was also party to it and under the pressure of us india also you know uh, became signatory they tried to oppose it incidentally and uh, it was not a very systematic and uh, cogent opposition but uh, a somewhat flimsy opposition that it is used uh, in india culturally the same thing which i have already shared so us also said okay do something but in general ban it that kind of you know relaxation was given so they said 25 years we are giving you but then you stop clamp down on the whole thing so in 1985 because you were signatory in 1961 you made it illegal you know and it is just the way things evolve you know nobody had applied too much of brain behind it 61 sign kiya hai then we will have to uh, you know make it illegal so what is the present situation obviously 61 india was in no position to oppose what us was saying you know we were going with a begging ball to usa and we were ready to get uh, the red wheat which was fed in america for you know to cattles to to grow better beef and uh, we would not have you know opposed uh, usa systematically in any case and us was a emergent post world war power in the world and this is where the position stands also you know right now however with now us legalizing uh, although the, the, again now because it's a complex society us has now legalized the recreational use of marijuana i have not read or studied it in detail because now legal positions are far more complicated to study whether they have allowed uh, the the industrial or uh, you know business use of hemp plant also so where does all this lead us to we knew about this plant it was indigenous to india we had enough reasons to suspect that it helps us in many ways 
we were using it in many ways recreationally medicinally business wise uh, business produce wise and then somewhere in the beginning of uh, previous century uh, it it uh, went off the scene no research happened and it was forgotten and even after independence no further research has happened for instance can we make this plant grow faster grow better grow more fiber etc etc it has happened in other directions like wheat and rice and sugarcane and maybe other plants but not on at least not to my knowledge and i'll be happy to be enlightened further so at what kind of advantages it can give us i have already mentioned so roughly at this point i will uh, you know conclude uh, my talk and leave some questions somewhat open deliberately <laughs> for for uh, food for thought for future but i sub uh, substantially feel that uh, this and many other indigenous uh, plants are capable of giving india a direction which is away from let's say plastic consumption and many other things and a paradigm which is not available in the world can emerge in india and it is rooted in our traditional known and indigenous knowledge systems so that is my basic message and and this case study can be repeated for other substances like jute like cotton uh, and many other things so that was that at this point i'll conclude my talk